Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. This episode of the Steadfast and Law podcast is brought to us by our dear friends at the United States Concealed Carry Association. Guys, the USCCA, United States Concealed Carry Association, was founded to help responsibly armed Americans like you. They're committed to providing life-saving self-defense resources to help you and your family be safe. When you activate your membership, you'll automatically get life-saving self-defense education, industry-leading training, plus self-defense liability insurance. Don't wait until it's too late. Click Learn more below right now. And also remember that the USCCA is not an insurance company. A policy has been issued to the USCCA by Universal Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, and that policy provides the association and its members with self-defense liability insurance subject to terms, conditions, limitations, and exclusions. Now, we're in the month of October you know, people talk about Halloween and all this kind of stuff. You know what the month of October is for me? <laughs> There's a thing called a third Saturday in October, and that's really special to us folks down in SEC college football country, especially those of us that went to the University of Tennessee or the University of Alabama. And I just want to say right now, after 15 years, it really does feel great to be a Tennessee Vol after the incredible victory that Coach Josh Heupel and the Tennessee Volunteers had over Alabama. Chase McGrath kicking that field goal 40 yards out. He wears number 40 with three, two seconds left to go in that game. And it kind of remembers, reminds me, it was 40 years ago when I was a senior at the University of Tennessee, we had lost 12 straight to the University of Alabama. And an interception in the end zone by a dear friend of mine from Atlanta, Georgia, Mike Terry, Sealed the victory for the Volunteers, and that was 40 years ago, 1982, and I was there in Nayland Stadium to witness that game. And it ended up being Coach Paul Bear Bryant's last season coaching at the University of Alabama. That's why I love college football. But something else that I love, my kids, my daughters, Aubrey and Austin, also love my little grandson, who in the month of October turned 17 months old. And in November for Thanksgiving, we're going to all get together as a family and we're going up on Rocky Top. We're going to spend Thanksgiving up there in Gatlinburg. And I can't wait to take my little grandson down there to the University of Tennessee campus in Knoxville. And I'm trying to see if I can get into Nayland Stadium and let him run up and down through the checkerboard end zones. Because I want him to walk the ground that his granddad, Pop Pop, once walked across. 
Because that's the important thing about being a, a dad or a granddad. It's about the legacy that we pass on. And it's also about protecting our children and grandchildren. And what I see happening today in the United States of America, it's an all-out assault on children. I mean, if they're lucky to be born because the progressive socialist left, for whatever reason, I cannot understand why they hate unborn children so much that they have just got to murder them in the womb by dismemberment. The fact that the Democrat Party is making that their number one issue, not inflation, not crime, not the border, not foreign policy, not energy security. The number one issue for the Democrat Party in this election cycle is murdering unborn babies in the womb by dismemberment. And guess what? Even Bernie Sanders has come out and said, let's move away from that. That's not an issue to put all of our eggs in a basket on. That's not a winning issue for us. And if you look at all the polling, it's not a winning issue. Because Americans are concerned, number one, about the inflation. Number two, about the gas prices. Number three, about crime. Those are the top things. But even if our kids are able to survive, and and think about this, there are some states, Maryland and California, They even believe that after a child is born, not just being able to kill them up until the time when they're born, but now Maryland, California, they've introduced legislation in their respective states that you can allow the child to die after he or she has been born. Governor Ralph Northam of Virginia referred to a baby that had been born as an it. That's how demented, delusional, and maybe even demonic because the god of child sacrifice in the Bible was Moloch, one of the gods of the Baals. And so we have got to be, really be focused on protecting our children. And when I see what is happening today in the United States of America, we've lost the bubble on this. I want to share with you all a little video from back in 2008. It was a song that I thought was creepy back then. It's really creepy now when I put everything in context. Take a look at this song. We're gonna spread happiness. We're gonna spread freedom. Obama's gonna change it. Obama's gonna lead them. We're gonna change it and rearrange it. We're gonna change the world.
Trump's gonna change it. Obama's gonna lead them. We're gonna change it and rearrange it. We're gonna change the world. I don't think those kids had any idea what they were singing about. Change what? Change our foreign policy, change our national security policy. You know, if you had talked to them about philosophy of governance or, you know, the difference between constitutional conservatism, progressive socialism, free market entrepreneurship, central planning of an economy, Obamacare, they, they wouldn't have understood But the parents use those kids for a very weird purpose. See, this whole thing about grooming, that's how it starts. It starts real innocent. It starts real, oh, that's so cute. That's so nice. But what does it grow into some 13, 14 years later? Parents are now taking their kids to gay bars or to, you know, certain venues and and they are exposing them to a perversion. Men dress as women in scantily clad clothing and dancing around and putting their genitalia and spreading their legs close to, to kids. And parents are standing up for that. As a matter of fact, if you want to talk about why do we have a child protective service, it should be to make sure that people aren't taking kids into a place where it ain't going to lick itself. That was on the in neon lights, the backdrop here in Dallas, Texas, when they had a drag your kids to pride event where drag queens were dancing in front of them. See, Child Protective Services should have come in and said to those parents, you're contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Just the same as we see all of these books that are out there in libraries, but yet we have some states that have obscenity exemption laws. We have some parents that are now upset. We even have some youth ministers, and we highlighted one of those guys right here in North Texas, that are upset that, We don't want to have that exposure to our children. We don't want to have people that are confusing our kids, saying that, you know, God maybe is not so smart. He kind of got it wrong with this whole thing about you being a little boy or you being a little girl. You can choose to be whatever you want. And all of a sudden, the adults come in, just the same as the adults that we saw in that video. The adults come in and they decide, well, we can provide these gender modification mutilation surgeries. Think about it. That video was shot out in Venice, California. This month of October, the Encinitas School District, which is down around San Diego, their school board sent out a notice about a boobash that was going to be held at a very questionable venue. Bring your kids out and have them watch drag queens dance around for Halloween. And who sponsored That event, a child gender mutilation, modification, whatever you'll call it, is just bad. Organization out of San Francisco. See, it starts with just a little song. 
where we have kids standing up there and we have no idea, they have no idea what they're singing, but the adults are encouraging them. Now, let's just be real honest. If that was a Donald Trump, you know, campaign video ad song, the left would be freaking out. But see, when they do it, it's all compassionate. And and this is all about exposing our kids. Exposing our kids to what? You know, one of the things that we have here at the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast is our Black Robe Regiment Tomahawk that we present to pastors that are going out there that are standing up on God's word, that are preaching the word in season and out because we take it from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 2 through 5. And I'm proud to accept your nominations, Tomahawk at abwshow.com, Tomahawk at abwshow.com. And every month to send two of these out. But let me show you a different kind of church. This is from Allendale United Methodist Church, and the United Methodist Church is having some real problems. And this is uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Take a look at this video. Hi. You, I, you can hear me just about everywhere I go. I'm quite loud. Let me make sure this is on. Yep, yep you're good. Yep, yep. yeah. Right. Right. Maybe you can't hear me everywhere I go. <laughs> well, Miss Pentecost, uh, I had some questions uh, that I thought, you know, we could have a little conversation. Is that all right? I might have some answers for you. <laughs> I, I was thinking of maybe some questions y'all might have, and you might have some questions you want to ask. Uh, and maybe some of the adults had some questions, too. Um, but, Miss Pentecost, are you always dressed up like this? Do you always dress up? I wish. No, I only get dressed up on special occasions. Um, I kind of feel powerful when I put on a dress like this and a big wig and lots of makeup. Um, it kind of helps me to say things um, that I don't have the confidence to say outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you're not Miss Pentecost, uh, what, what's your name and, and what are your pronouns? Uh, outside of drag, when I'm not all dolled up like this, <laughs> I go by Isaac Simmons and I use they, them pronouns. Cool. And so uh, Isaac is a seminary student. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about your, your call to ministry following that call. Yeah, that is a solid question um, and could be a whole service in, of a, in and of itself. Um, but basically, when I was little, um, I had all these questions about faith. Um, and my family didn't go to church. We were fairly not religious. Uh, we washed our hands before we ate. Um, and we prayed, and they were both kind of equal, like praying and washing hands. Uh, But uh, when I got to college, I started asking deeper questions, um, and I found a boy that I loved, (laughs) and he invited me to church, and so I went to hang out with him, um, and I kind of found an outlet, and so several years later, I am still asking a lot of questions, don't have a lot of answers, (laughs) and going through seminary. Well, we're grateful that you're here with us. Do either of you have any questions for Miss Pentecost? I like your eyeshadow. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you like her eyeshadow. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she'll let you borrow it. When you're older, when you're allowed to wear makeup. Of course. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think is great about Miss Pentecost is she reminds us that we, we follow a God who calls us to not conform to things of this world. Uh, that we're supposed to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. And that means that what I think today 
may have to change tomorrow if I continue to renew my mind. And it's so cool that we serve a God that calls us to continue to grow and continue to to change into something new uh, and to not be bound by the ways that the world confines us sometimes, that that we're supposed to live differently. Uh, So I'm so thankful that you're here with us. As am I. Yeah. All right, let's pray. God, we give you thanks uh, that you have... We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, I'm Kent Charnig, and I'm the founder of El Paso County, Colorado Progressive Veterans. Don't worry, we're not crazy tree huggers, but we do have an amazing podcast talking about nothing but the military and veterans. Please check us out, epccpv.org. Thank you. Talk to you soon. I don't know what God this guy's talking about. And conforming to the world, that's exactly what they're doing. But it's not just that 14, 13, 14 years ago, we're grooming kids by way of a cute little song. Now we're doing it even in church that we're bringing this in and we're confusing our kids completely. And not just that, but this minister, I don't know who he is, but this is Allendale United Methodist Church, St. Petersburg, Florida. He's perverting God's word. Because I know Romans 12 and 2, and I know exactly what it says, but it talks about God's will. It doesn't talk about man's will. And what he is talking about is man's will. See, God made male and female, Adam and Eve. But now what we have people, adults, now convincing our children is that God's not that smart. He's not omnipotent. He's not omniscient. You can choose to be whatever you want. And oh, by the way, other adults will make sure that those procedures and surgeries and everything are available to you. See, I don't, again, I don't care what you do if you're an adult. But we got to protect our children. And this has crept into the church. I mean, even here in Texas, First Christian Church down in Katy, Texas, drag queen bingo. Now, they try to be nice and they say, well, we have drag queen bingo for 18 and under and 18 above. I'm really wondering what happens at the 18 and above show at a church. How do we get to this point? And see, when I look at this minister here, he's trying to serve two masters. He's trying to skirt and kind of, you know, ease along and say, you know, this whole thing, this faith, this Christianity, we can bend it, we can mold it, we can change it, and we can make it fit and conform to what the world wants at the expense of our children. See, you want to talk about child protective services. I mean, I had that in my home, my mom and dad. And I remember when, you know, some pimps tried to, you know, put some prostitutes at the corner of our street, uh, Kennesaw Avenue and Ponce de Leon. My mom got her baseball bat and walked down Kennesaw Avenue to that intersection, Ponce de Leon. Because she did not want her little boys walking past and seeing that. And being jeered at by these prostitutes on the street. But now we have parents that will sit in a church. We 
We have parents that will take their kids to a gay bar and expose them to this and think it's okay. And now we have the American Medical Association, AMA, pretty leftist-leaning organization, writing a letter to the Attorney General of the United States of America, Merrick Garland, saying that we want you to investigate. We want you to go after people. We want you to stop journalists or anyone, I guess me included, that are coming out and speaking against this child gender modification and mutilation, puberty blockers, hormonal therapies, messing up our kids. They're trying to guilt trip us and say that, you know, if you don't affirm your child's gender. And in Virginia, they have a state lawmaker who has come out and said that if you don't affirm a child's gender, that child can be taken away from you. Now, do you think that if we would have flipped that around and there were parents that were atheists, didn't believe in God, but yet their child wanted to be a Christian, get baptized? that someone would come out and say, if you don't affirm and allow your child to choose that faith, then we're going to take the child away from you. No. It's only this darkness that has crept in. And it's not just in our communities. It's not just in our homes. It's not just now in our churches. It's in our universities. It go by the name of Christian. I want you to think about it. I mean, the oldest university in the United States of America, Harvard, was founded initially as a religious institution. Ain't that today. But here in Texas, Abilene Christian University, there's a professor by the name of Stephen Moore. And this guy actually read an incredibly sexually explicit poem to his students and had them reading a book called Drowning that was written in 1997, which explicitly addresses gay male sex. Male and female students, Abilene Christian University. And when this was brought up to leadership of that university, they did nothing. They excused it away. And the same Abilene Christian University just recently here, their homecoming queen is an openly lesbian young lady. Hey, look, go out and knock yourself out. But it was the faculty and the staff that initially chose the court by which the students could select from. Abilene Christian University. See, we are so scared, I guess, of being accepted and conforming to society and what they say is right and true that we're losing our minds in the church or these places that go around with these labels, Abilene Christian University. Maybe it should just be Abilene University, Abilene College, University of Abilene. But when you see things like this happening, you got to ask yourself, and look, don't do the false advertisement of saying that you're Abilene Christian University, but you have these things going on. And you explain it away to parents that have concerns about it. But I'm here to tell you that we're not doing a good job of protecting our children right now. And what's the new thing? I, I, I got to tell you, what's the in state? What's the, the, the movement that we're going towards? 
A teacher out in El Paso was recently fired because she stood in front of her class and said that you don't refer to pedophiles as pedophiles. You refer to them as minor attracted persons. So could it be that all of this sexualization of our children, exposing them to these deviancies and perverse behaviors is all about making them more attractive to be abused. I mean, here I sit in Texas, top two cities in the United States of America for sex trafficking, child sex trafficking. Dallas and Houston, Houston and Dallas. But no one's standing up and talking about that. I, I haven't seen anyone say that that's an issue in this election cycle. I think it talks about in the Bible that woe be unto those that would harm a child and drive them to certain teachings that would hurt them. It would be much the same as them having a millstone about their neck. I'm going to be very honest, metaphorically speaking. There's a lot of people in the United States of America that should have millstones about their neck right now. And the Steadfast and Loyal podcast will continue to speak out about protecting our children. I don't think this grooming thing is cool. I don't think confusing our children about their sexuality is cool. I was just recently in Arizona, and in the state of Arizona, they have a taxpayer-funded chat room where kids that are confused about their sexuality can go on and talk to adults without their parents knowing. That's not cool. The only person that talks about sex to a child or their parents or grandparents, but not just any Joe and Jane off the street. We got to protect our children. Right now we're doing a real crappy job of it. And there'll be hell to pay for what we're doing to our children today. We've already seen the rates of suicide increase for our young people because we shut them down, locked them down, and the horrible things we did to them over the past couple of years or so. And now this. Stop abusing our children. When you think about that song that we shared with you from 2008, those kids standing there, it reminds me what Lennon once said. Give me four years of your children and I will change a generation. And it wasn't just Lennon, Adolf Hitler, Chairman Mao, many others talked about the manipulation of young people. Step fast and Lord. Before they burn it down